You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. (laughs) Hope y'all enjoy. This week, we're exploring the theory of detachment, what it is, what it isn't, and why we should be exploring it in our lives. Hello, hello, happy Monday. Hey, everybody, how y'all doing? Lex, how you doing today? I am okay. I am traveling, as y'all can see if you're watching the video. Um, (laughs) I'm still getting things done, but I had a family loss, so I'm on the road, about to have some family time. Um, but all is well as far as, you know, in general life and and getting things done and moving forward. I hate that I always talk about, like, getting things done in some kind of way. Like, I talk about productivity when anybody asks about how I'm doing. And my therapist points that out, too. She's like, you know, uh, even if you never didn't get anything done, like, You're you still know. worthy. Right. And he's like, okay, I know. But still, like, <laughs> also your most productive days are your best days. Like, I mean, that's how I feel personally. Like my most productive days are always my best days. So um, yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to detach from that, but we'll see. I, I, yeah, if I have a chill day, I don't feel less cool, but when you really get a lot of things done, like you really feel good. So I don't know what to say about that. You know, I'm on, I'm on both ends of the spectrum because productive, 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 productive days feel (laughs) delightful and they're amazing. But also my favorite days are either super productive, like where mm-hmm. I get everything done, knock it out the park, or where I don't do shit and just have a bunch of fun and just am so present in the moment. Like those are my two favorite days. In between, it's kind of like, ah, but then those two is either getting everything done or doing nothing intentionally and like enjoying Correct. that. Yeah, those okay. are the best. Um, I agree. But I'm super excited um, for this week's episode uh, on the regrets episode. Um, Alexi actually mentioned, like, I'm just gonna read her quote because I took it from the last episode. I was about to say what? What did I say? Yeah, no, so this is this this was your idea, even if you didn't know. Oh. Um, Alexio said, one of the hardest things in life is to accept what's right around you and to move forward in that, because mm-hmm. we do want to see the things in a certain way, if it's a person, a job, etc. But there is so much more opportunity for other things, and then we kind of led into some conversation about man, could it be a whole episode? And I think yeah, so. Like I I'm think dealing with this, that right now. Man, who's not dealing with this is really the question. Who's not, was, you know, I was just gonna think that. about it today too, where it's like, why why when a thing is still not quite a thing you want, you still put yourself in the position in a space to like try to expect it or to try to see if something happens. And I really think it comes down to like your ego because you can't you feel like, oh, but surely this will happen for me, or like I can make you know, I can, I, it can change or whatever. And it's like, no, it, like, it don't have nothing to do with you. It's just sometimes situations are situations or people are people or whatever. Um, and you really have to manage your expectations and, and detach from the things that you don't control. And this shit is so hard. Absolutely. Um, One million percent. And I also been listening back to the episodes and cutting clips. I say absolutely entirely <laughs> too often. So I'm going to work on that. Yeah, you but, do. <laughs> God, something else you be saying it. too. What else? Hate um, it. When you, say it, when you say it today, I'm going to remember. But I, it's something I also else. say I love that. I say I love that a lot as well. Yeah, you do. You do. Yeah. It's something else too. <laughs> Damn! I need the vocabulary. Okay. okay. But if we're talking about detachment, like when you say detachment, what is detachment to you? What does that mean? Hmm. To me, it is 
not trying not to use the word attached also because I feel like that is real obvious but I think it's not needing a certain outcome mm-hmm. being okay surrendering to life as it comes at you um, and as you experience it going with the flow a little bit there's some other things that come with going with the flow that's like eh. but um yeah that's what those are the things that come to mind when I hear that word of detachment yeah. being okay oh. without without a specific outcome that's pretty similar I would think to my thoughts around it it's just being open to possibilities mm-hmm. um having like not being attached obviously um but being open to possibilities like having freedom and how things can turn out and you're still okay with them and you're still excited about it um was interesting mm-hmm. i don't know if you have to i don't know if detachment means like you're okay with whatever happens though either right like we don't have to be phony about something not going where you wish it did or or not but i guess you just wouldn't be bothered but that's when about things to say, happen it, the way they happen, you're not, you might not necessarily be as bothered. And that's, that's what I was saying. I think a sign of attachment is whenever things don't turn out exactly how you want, you do get bothered. You're either upset, you're, mm-hmm. you know, frustrated, you're sad, you're disappointed. Like that's a sign of attachment. And so that's what I mean when I say, okay, not that you're overjoyed with every outcome, but it's just like. Yeah. But to what point is that, is that wrong though, right? Like why can't we have certain expectations around certain things, especially when there are agreements in place with relationships with other people, friends, et cetera, right? I think there are some things that it's okay to have a particular expectation. Um, What do you think about that? Like, I don't know. I think it's, it's, there's something to like people who try to act like, Oh, detach from everything. And it's like, live all willy nilly. It's like, that sounds cool. But also the real, the reality of things is that, there are certain things that we agree to with each other or out of certain circumstances, right? If somebody pays me to do a job and I don't do that job, then it's not like, oh, well, I'm detached from the circumstance, so it's whatever. Like, no, like there's still consequences and there's still things that happen. Um, you know, when things don't turn out the way that they're supposed to, I guess, which even saying that word is like, you know, we don't should say should and supposed to, but I think there are some places for that. Well, I, yeah, yes and. Um, all of those things, like I think it's just managing, like learning to healthily manage your expectations. I think communicated expectations mm-hmm. in a partnership is very different than you expecting someone to show up for you in a certain way. And they didn't necessarily opt mm-hmm. into that and they don't know. Mm-hmm. And then you get frustrated mm-hmm. as opposed to us thinking of having a conversation or a married couple. Like, look, we're not going to cheat on each other. Mm-hmm. We're going to split the bills. We're going to do this. And then that doesn't happen. That's a different managed expectation. I think attachment would be like looking for like like okay I have an example of attachment in my own life like I always I'm, I'm attached to showing up a certain way like I you know mm-hmm. want to make sure I'm always my best that I'm always this you know happy-go-lucky fun like person and when I'm not I get disappointed in myself I think mm-hmm. that's an, an example of a of an attachment it's like bro mm-hmm. you're human why, why are you so attached with that and I think that kind of ties in with ego mm-hmm. you know and showing up a certain way or wanting to appear a certain way or or have this certain status and so I don't think it's necessary, necessarily not having expectations. I think it's maybe having uncommunicated expectations or 
I hate mm-hmm. to say unrealistic, but like unrealistic expectations or, or maybe know, it's like uncontrollable, things. right? Like expectations mm-hmm. around things you can't control. That's where, there we that's go. where you lose it. Um, Cause there are certain things in the same way you said about yourself that I have as well. Mine is, mine is that I'm a good person. So for anything that makes you feel like somebody saying like, I'm not a good person or to call out something I did, like even that's why I've had so much difficulty with certain things that I've done in my own personal life because I, I'm still sticking to like, oh no, I'm this type of person. And it's like, actually I have done some things. And then it's better to have accept those things and move forward than to like, you're finding yourself um, in that type of space. But it, it covers a lot of things. And I think, I feel like when I hear about detachment though, that's typically around people and like their experiences and um like moving forward with things that didn't go their way or mm-hmm. situations with other people, et cetera, and things that you can't necessarily control and being open, like you said earlier, open to what else may be, you know, in your path. That's not what you were thinking um, and outside of that. Um, so it, it really has to do, I think, with accepting acceptance, which is so hard um, also because we really think we know what we want. We really do. And when we sit back and evaluate that, it doesn't really, I, mean, I don't know, I feel like there are so many nuances and why we think we want the things we want and how we think things have to turn out to be successful. Um, one because of, my of what it says about us most of the time, yeah, probably, what we just it, said, oh, that's yeah. what it is. Like, why wouldn't this guy want to be with me if I'm so awesome and so great? And then you make it about you and like, you know, you make it about all these other things when it's like, that shit don't have nothing to do with you most of the time. So. Wherever. <laughs> that's why it's hard. Yeah, that's why it's hard. And I, I guess, you also brought up ego and I like, I guess all of those things are connected to where the, the less ego, I guess you have, maybe it's easier to be detached from things, but definitely the opposite is for sure. True. Yeah. And I think it sounds kind of um, very, it sounds spiritual because I think, I think the origins of detachment, as far as I could find were in Zen Buddhism. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's a spiritual practice. And I was like researching some stuff from Osho. He has some great stuff. But um, something he said that I liked to help to notice if you're attached to something is if you have a thought like, if I don't have that, I won't be whole or mm-hmm. I won't be good enough. Like thinking about a relationship or a contract. If I'm not, you know, my business isn't successful, then I'm not successful. And you start owning all these things. And that's when you notice really what you're attached to and when you think about your life. And so mm. to your point, those are nine times out of 10 things that we can't control when the only thing we can control is really how we're responding to and reacting and thinking about those things that are going on around us. Yeah, I agree. Um, how do we... so? Okay, so what are, what are we saying? Are we saying that you should be detached? Like, what, what is the thesis here? Or do you have a particular thesis? I think practicing non-attachment is a great way of life and can really enhance your experiences and help you put your focus on the present moment and on yourself. So I am mm-hmm. under the, I guess, theory that, you know, we should practice non-attachment in our lives in our relationships I think it helps us show up better for ourselves helps us show up better for our relationships for our clients for everything whenever we are not not so attached to a specific outcome or to things having to be a certain way to be successful or acceptable or okay Hmm. I guess I kind of feel like that and yet every day you know I'm dealing with some type of disappointment or whatever so like what's the line between you just like letting things happen and being, you know, getting steamrolled by life versus being detached from it? 
or is it the same way and it's just a different perspective? Um, I think it's, I think it's just different perspective. I didn't think about like the whole, like getting steamrolled versus just like letting things happen. Like non-attachment or detachment is not like indifference. So it's not like giving up your care Mm -hmm. for how things happen or how you're showing up for something. It's not inaction. It's not saying don't do things, don't act, don't try your best, don't have goals. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. not that, that there's a big difference. And I think that a lot of people confuse detachment with indifference. Indifference is not giving a fuck. It's not caring. It's not being affected by things. Whereas um, attachment, non-attachment, you're not really, needing it to go. It's not need, thank you. There we go. That this makes is why sense. We do this together. I think, I think that's so important too, because like indifference is just, you just not even living to your own potential. You're not trying. Um, I'm actually reading this book right now. Um, so I never heard of it. Michael Singer, the guy who wrote Untethered Soul. He also wrote this book called The Surrender Experiment. Have you heard it or read mm-hmm. it? So The Surrender Experiment, I'm reading it now. And it's so interesting because it's more, it's totally a different type of writing than The Untethered Soul, but he's writing mm-hmm. about him. So it's like in 1970, I did this. And basically it's about how as the more he meditated and um, was, he was trying to figure out how do I, how do I kill the self? And then it shows like how through different things happen, he realized like, oh, actually you, you let that, person live and like like it's not trying to suppress yourself per se but like his whole thing the surrender experiment was you know what whatever happens I'm gonna let it happen so like this lady pulled up on his land and was like oh I want to build a cabin right here he was like nigga what but then he was like you know what yes go ahead like so it just would be like yes to people and someone's like I want you to work here and he's it's like damn I want to do that all right I'm gonna do it and how everything kept continuing to like grow and grow and move mm. but at the same time I'm like that sounds cool where it's like just let let life lead you but at what point are you also like not having direction to you know but I think he stayed centered around like his meditation and certain certain practicing like he's basically like a hippie really so it's interesting like knowing the untethered soul and then reading this is actually about him and his everything that happened in his life and how you know um I I got this money here and the next thing you know the next thing I need it costs the same amount and like how everything just like happens to always line up serendipitous so um, it's interesting, but it, and it makes me feel like, okay, so should I not care about anything? And I don't know if that's quite, quite it, or maybe it's about identifying what you really should care about or what you care about. Like, what is this core thing? And the rest of it is just like, what the fuck ever. That's kind of what it feels like. And that's how I perceive it as well. It's like, I don't think it's saying don't have a direction and just kind of like go with the flow, whatever happens, happens. Like that's cool and all. But I think you take that mentality once you're pointed in a direction, like I want to make the world a better place. Like for your company, like I want to help black companies. I want to employ black people. You know, I really want to help do things in the community, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and uplift others. So that's the direction you're moving. Now you can't control how that happens. So that's really where all your actions are going. That's where your thoughts are. That's where your energy is spent. Now, Mm -hmm. if, you know, you were disappointed because you ain't make $500 million this year, like, okay, we're all a little disappointed about that. But like, that's that's not your attachment. Your 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 focus is on doing the thing and not mm. being attached to how it comes to, not needing it to it to look a certain way. So I I think Correct. that attachment is just your eyes focused on you know what your passion is, what your purpose is, what you're really the you know, impact you the impact make, that you that you that you want to make, but not being attached to how that has mm. to look for it to to assage your ego to make you feel good, to make you feel like you cool enough, you know, to be, you know, around who, whatever. Um, and because I think the attachment really just gets in our way and h- helps us like 
get disappointed and get more off track. If, if we don't see progress in the specific way that we want to, then we could get discouraged. We could pull back our energy. We could get down on ourselves and just start, you know, falling into this like um, spiral, negative spiral, whenever it's like, no, you just literally do the work and know that it's working. Like one of my yoga teachers um, during my yoga teacher training told me like, cause I was a little concerned about teaching classes cause I've been a personal trainer, but like teaching yoga, I was like, man, I, I just don't know if I know enough. I don't know all the names of the poses in, in Sanskrit. Like, I, I don't know if I know enough. And she said, Kylie, just trust that the yoga is going to do what it needs to do. Mm-hmm. Like, trust that all you do is show up and you're a vessel. Mm-hmm. You got to let go of everything else. And I'm like, I love that. And I always tell my mm-hmm. yoga students that I'm like, yo, the only thing you can control is your mat. That's it. You on your mat. You can't control the noises outside. You can't control my music. You can't control what I'm going to tell you to do. All you can do is control how you show up. But the, the big deal is showing up and making sure that you're doing that part. But see, like, so this guy, though, he was talking about stuff like his dissertation. And he was like, yeah, I just opened my book and started writing. Or, or he, he became a teacher because he had like a PhD in economics or something. He was a teacher. And he was like, you know what? I'm not going to prep for class. When I go into class, I'm going to just talk and see what happens. And so I'm like, hmm, what's, I'm, maybe that's about like, you know, trusting that life prepares you for the things that it puts you in front of. And at the same time, it also feels like, okay, let's, let's be prepared. Um, he took his PhD test or I don't know what it's called, but something he took, he was like, yeah, he didn't really study for one of them because he didn't know it well. He opened his book like three times, you know, just wherever his book kind of landed, he read it. And then when he took the test, it was on those things. So it's like, but also I feel like I have the same stories. Like I've talked about on here before that the time I had like a 12 page paper and I just went to fucking sleep and I woke, I had a dream about the paper and I woke up and I wrote that bitch and I got like a 98. So like that shit does happen sometimes, but also it's very stressful. And I don't know if that's like how I recommend like moving forward with your life, like just kind of like winging it, you know? Well, and we know, like if y'all haven't listened to the podcast, I am a proponent of winging it and just doing things. I never plan classes before. I teach classes I never plan mm-hmm. things like that's not but but the difference is whenever I go into places that I know need a PowerPoint I do the PowerPoint before I'm not building it during the fucking presentation but like, I think mm-hmm. there's a time and a place to be led by those things and I think to the degree that you trust that the universe is going to prepare things like you see a lot of serendipities and synchronicities in those ways like if you feel led by your intuition to show up to this networking event that you didn't want to go to and then you meet your biggest client it's like oh mm-hmm. man I'm glad I listened to that but like that all of that to say like there's still a significant degree of preparation that even took that to get there he already had a phd in economics like you know what i mean like before he started falling into the other things like he did a lot of preparation and then fell into it so i think it's it's allowing yourself to be led to the degree that you can but also still preparing it's not not doing the back work and i think that's where a lot of people are like oh i'm just you know letting life flow and doing this and it's like yeah that's great and also do the work like there, there's a way to do both and to ensure that you show up as your best self always. So what does this look like then? Like what are the ways that you detach in your day-to-day life? I think the first part of detachment and or practicing non-attachment in your life is recognizing that you're whole, like as you are right now in this moment and that, that you're your only source of wholeness and security that one thing is not going to make you any more whole or any better than you already are at this moment Mm. how do you believe that Uh, I was thinking about it from Osho's um teachings like when I was reading about this before a little bit about (laughs) non-attachment no Osho 
Oh, my bad. Well, I was like, what are you talking about? Nah, me be talking about McDonald's and FIFA. But right. So you talking the about- same shit every day. <laughs> Bro. But we were talking about on O show, O S H O, and that was the quote earlier, like thinking about if I don't have that, I won't be whole. So looking at your life and thinking, man, I need that relationship to be whole. If I don't have if he doesn't commit to me, then I'm not oh I'm not worthy. I'm not this. If I don't I get see. that client. And so I, I would say the first part of attachment is making sure that your home base is good, that you recognize yeah. that like without anything external, that you're enough. Yeah. I think what threw me off with that is that I think that often we'll feel like that, but we don't say it in that way. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. might not be like, oh, I'm not whole without this. But if there's things that you're like, yo, I need this to happen. Um, what is Kyle Cease talks about it too, where he's like, the minute you stop needing something, like, it should just be Have popping it. up and like, be straight. Yeah, but it's something about that, like, desperation and mm-hmm. yeah, that just like pushes things away. Um, People, so that, money. That makes sense to recognize, like, what you think you need. And maybe even that's probably, people could probably like write a list of like, what are the things you think you need um, without thinking too hard about it, right? Because then you might just be overthinking and just be like food and water. But really the things that make you upset, you know, might be a relationship or friends or your job or whatever else. Mm-hmm. And then the next one you kind of talked about already is like changing our perspective, like reframing our own narratives and changing our perspective. Like you, I think you said in the last podcast episode, you said, you know, whatever you look at is good and bad. It's mm-hmm. just it just changes on how you look at it, and so really looking at your perspective in your world, like how are you looking at the world around? Yeah, you? man. Sometimes things just are, and it's just that. <laughs> like it don't even need to be a good or bad. It's just that's what it is. Isn't and that one of accepted or not? Isn't that one of the seven spiritual laws of success? Though is not assigning something as good or bad. It might be definitely detachments in there, and I, I love how he talks about that chapter too. Um, I, I used to listen to that whole book on audio, like while I would get ready for the day, because it's only forty-five minutes, and so I knew like that would last me the whole time. But like, there definitely is a whole detachment chapter that, just the way he talks about it, like it makes sense. Like, it definitely makes sense. So I would recommend you guys listen to that for sure, or read it if you have the book. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love book. I love the um the audio book. I started listening mm-hmm, to it because of his actually, voice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's just so peaceful and it's so quick. Like quick little yeah. drive in LA from one foot to and fro. Like you can knock that thing out. Um, I think another step, we only have two more, but another step for detachment is embracing uncertainty. Because we try to control the things around us to make us feel safe. Like if we know the outcomes, we feel like we can prepare for them. And like, you really just can't prepare for life. If you can prepare for everything that's happening and predict it, then you're not really living. Like, I think Mm -hmm. we try to control our circumstances too much. And that doesn't leave us open for our possibilities or Mm -hmm. opportunities. It doesn't Mm -hmm. leave you open for anybody to show up in any new way in your life, for any extra healing, for any extra abundance, because you think you have this whole vision of exactly how everything is. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree with that as well. Um, and then another way is, is in being present. And I guess I, w- I would say that makes sense because if you're so attached to something, that's kind of looking to the future, right? Like you want a certain outcome or you're working towards a thing on, and to be more present and to really just like be in the moment keeps you in a space where you're not, you are open to what you just said as far as like, the uncertainty or what could happen or what is just happening and not thinking so hard and so far ahead. Um, but I don't, when, when you are intentionally being like present or trying to focus on the now or whatever, do you feel like you can tell that you are more happy or like less anxious or like that it feels better? 
to me, yeah. really thought about it. To me, absolutely. And every time, but y'all, I'm working on that thing. Absolutely. You know, just thinking about our own speech things. I guess it, but, I think it really happens the other way around. Like if when you're in a good mood or for me, like if I'm really in a good mood or if I'm like on the balcony or chilling and it's like, oh, the sun feels good. I'm reading a book or whatever I'm doing. Then I'm like, you know what? I'm really in the present. Like I notice it after, right? You can't, you can't really think about it the other way around. Well, what I'd, I'd say, I think I've noticed it in the present, but not like, wow, I'm enjoying this because I'm in the present. It's just, I look around and I'm like, wow, like I love the people around mm-hmm, me so mm-hmm. much. I'm so much enjoying this time. It's such a beautiful mm-hmm. day. Oh my God, this pool water. I was in a pool the other day and it was like 90 Ew. degrees in LA. I was <laughs> like, oh, this feels so good. Like, you know, and you just notice that your attention is not elsewhere. And I feel like mm-hmm. less anxious because I'm not concerned about where I'm going when I leave. I'm actually just able to enjoy those people around us. And I think so far as even to saying like, whenever you're present, you, you, whenever you're not present, you might miss out things in the mess, miss out on things in the present moment. Like you miss out, might miss out on an opportunity to really experience something new with somebody that you love or even being present in a conversation. Like somebody might be dropping some gems on you or sharing a new opportunity. And if you're so worried about getting things done or what you're doing after, like you really mm-hmm. miss out on a lot of things. And so I think being present is beautiful in a million different ways, but it just allows you to be open to the opportunity in the moment. And I think if you you notice whenever you're present, like, oh man, you know, that, that game was so much fun or whatever instead of just like being so preoccupied with what you didn't do or what you have to do or whatever's next. Mm -hmm. I agree. The only constant is change. So you can't really, you can't be stuck on anything to be honest. And I guess that's like a hard pill to swallow, but it is what it is. Mm -hmm. It really is. And like just noticing that, you know, change is okay and nothing is permanent. We're doing the best that you can in every moment. And that's really detachment. Like this sounds like mm-hmm. a big frou-frou spiritual thing, but it really is just being okay with how things are, um, with how things are right in front of you and knowing that you control your perspective on, on what that is. And I think if you're still kind of like, I don't know, if you notice anywhere in your life where you feel really intense anxiety, anger, jealousy, frustration, disappointment, like that might be a sign that some things are not lining up with your expectations and your attachment mm-hmm. to how things have to be with people, with opportunities, with jobs, with whatever, with yourself. Even. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. And so I was excited to talk about this this week and yeah, I enjoy these conversations about things that are seemingly sometimes hard to understand, but so important and so necessary. Um, so shout out to yeah, you definitely have to have a level up. of awareness, though, to like, notice this in your life, first of all. Um, so I guess that's what I would encourage people to do this week is like, really think about your response, your reactions. And what is that saying about like, what you are needing to happen or what you're uh, I was about to say like being a slave too, but it, it might not be that deep, but um, just kind of thinking like, you know, instead of being like, oh, I can't believe this or, you know, something's happened, like even just reframing to say, like, okay, this is happening and like, just keep moving. Yeah. So hit us at Carly's Cops. Let us know your thoughts on detachment. If you learned anything from the episode, if you have questions, um, kind of what your thoughts are. And then this week, shout out. Big shout out to Samantha McAllister and a whole latte plants uh, for leaving such, I don't know, but they leave very thoughtful uh, <laughs> comments on YouTube. And I don't know what happened to a whole Oh, latte. yeah, I have seen that name. 
so great. But I don't know what happened to uh, their last comment, but YouTube did not approve it or did something, so it's not showing up. But Ooh. we did read it, um, and it was great. <laughs> and letting everybody else know to either email us or call us with, you know, thoughts, questions, ideas for episodes. We're always open to that. Yeah, thank you, Samantha. We appreciate you. We do be reading it, and we be talking about it, too. Um, and then for the question of the week, you wanted to um, also use somebody who had left us a message, right? Yeah. Um, big shout out to Melissa Green uh, through my friend Sarah Hobart, my roommate in college. She started listening to The Bouch and mm-hmm. apparently had listened to like all the episodes and really enjoyed them. She left, left us a very thoughtful um, message. And she also asked about like a certain like work situation in ways that you know, you cannot take things personally, especially when people are either throwing digs at you or making your life more difficult or doing things. And I thought that that was a great question of the week. We've done a whole episode on not taking things personal, but, you know, we might have grown since then. And so, Lexi, this week's question of the week is, um, you know, how do I not take anything personally? Hmm. I would say by... I don't know. Is it is it really an answer or is it just like you just don't? Um, I don't know if this is a legit answer, but I would say what happens is that you you find that you are taking something personal, and then you just gotta stop. And and like I just stop and be like, you know what? That might not be about me, or I don't know if that's about me, or I'm not gonna make that about me. And then you move on. I don't, I don't know if that's legit enough of a response. What about you? What would you say? Um, I would say, one, remember that 99% of the time, things are not about you in general. So They really don't be. Oh, my God. And also, people are not thinking about you as much as you think they're thinking about you. Like, they really don't. Bro, we they be in really our They really don't head. care about you. You know, and, and that's not to diminish your experience. Yeah. But I would just challenge you to stop caring. Uh, like, yeah, they might actually, somebody might've cut you off in a meeting, um, and made you feel small. And maybe that's how they were actually trying to make you feel, but that shows more about them and their ego and their, their need to be little people around them. And it says anything about you, mm-hmm. like, as long as you're confident in how you're showing up and making sure you're doing your self work to love on yourself and be the best self that you can be. Like, I, I think that's a good focus. So directing your attention off of other people back onto yourself. Like, man, that, you know, really hurt my feeling. But instead of letting that, like, man, they pissed me off all day and carrying around that, you know, um, frustrated, angry energy, maybe you could just reframe it and be like, man, that that really hurt my feelings. Process that feeling, feel that feeling, and then let that shit yeah. go. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if I have any other tactical advice, really, besides that either, because that's how it's helped me best in practice. Right. Yeah. Same. You just, you find, you feel it, and then you just I, I have to acknowledge it and move through it. Um, yeah, I agree with you on that. So, uh, thank you, Melissa, for asking that and letting us know kind of what you're going through. Hopefully that's a little bit helpful. Yeah. Anybody else, feel free to hit us with questions, comments, thoughts, you know, ideas for episodes or guests of you trying to be on the vouch or if you know anybody. And also our shout outs have been looking a little bit sparse. We'll be trying right. to shout people out. <laughs> we need to know what's going on. So hit us. Right. Uh, hit us with the T. Please let us know because we're trying to shout y'all out and celebrate you and your businesses and your accomplishments and what's going on in your world. True. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate y'all. And thanks, Carly. Yeah. We'll see y'all next week. Peace.